give and give more to hand something out to you all. There's one for everybody, so it's actually a packet of marshmallows. Children, would you like to come down to the front for me this morning? And I think you might need to check with mum or dad to make sure that you're allowed one of these. So please take one and pass them along. There's enough for everyone. You may eat it or save it. The choice is yours. All right, once the children have got one, come and sit down here with me at the front. Come on down. They look yummy. They look very yummy. (laughs) All right. So who here has participated in a running race at school? Yeah, pretty much everyone. Did you make it to the end? Yeah, well, that's good to hear. Did you focus on making it to the end and winning that ribbon? No. Oh, so you weren't running to win. No, you're just running to get to the end. Well, that's good. That's okay. We're going to look at how we should run the race to win. So we've got a picture I'm hoping up here. A very long time ago, a man named Paul wrote a letter to the Corinthian church regarding the Christian life. Paul did not live in Corinth, so the only way he could communicate with the congregation or the people living in, at, in Corinth at the church was by letter. People of Corinth, and we call them Corinthians, thought that they could live, and, uh, live as they pleased once they'd become Christian. But Paul was concerned that they did not fully appreciate how to run the race and that they needed to stay focused, motivated, train hard and persevere like elite athletes. Now, a long time ago, in 1954, there was a famous race with two runners. They ran the four-minute mile, which is about 1.6 kilometres, and they were running really fast, and they, they were running to break a record. So the two front runners. John Landy and Roger Bannister were one of the two that everyone thought would actually break this record. Now, I'm going to show you a really quick clip. It is old, so it's a bit hard to see, but I want you to watch the runners and their faces in particular. Can you do that? Their heads. So John Landy was the one wearing the dark shorts. He was out in front. Did you see that? And then the other gentleman was called, um, oh, what did I call him before? Sorry? (laughs) Roger Roger Bannister. So John Landy had been leading for most of the race. You saw that, didn't you? And then for the last about 118 metres, it wasn't far to go, they were coming around that last corner and then John Landy looked back over his shoulder to see where his opponent was placed. And at that very moment... Roger Bannister passed him on the outside as he turned his head left to look and he didn't see where he was. He lost the race and will go down in history as a runner who looked back. He should have been concerned with running his own race, but he took his eyes off the finish line and looked at his opponent and that cost him the race. The Bible describes the Christian life as a race. 
Life is a race, a journey, a marathon. Life is not a breeze or a coast or a walk. It's exciting, it's hard work, and it needs commitment. You need to go for gold and run to win. What do you think is important to when we run to win? Do you think our attitude and our motivation matters? What do you reckon? Okay, so you think our attitude does matter then? Yeah, so if we go in with the wrong mindset is what you're saying, we're not going to run so well and we might be poor losers, yeah. What about self-control? Do you think that's really important? Yeah? What about um, exercising, training hard and practising? Do you think that's important? You do, good. And what about perseverance? Do you think that's important? Getting, yeah? Working hard and focusing and not taking your eyes off that? Persevering even when it's hard? Sometimes. All right. Well, we're going to look at these things today. We're going to look at these four elements and components, and they are important when running to win. Do you reckon you can do your hands for me? Can you say attitude and motivation, self-control, exercising and training hard, and perseverance? They're the four we're going to do today. I hope you're going to remember these. It's a bit like being in 316s where we say the five rules and we use our hands all the time. We're only going to use four fingers today, though. All right. So our motivation is important when we are running a race. It's also important because different motives make for a different race. For example, when people are running, they run to win, and others may run for exercise and for their health. And those that tend to run for their health don't really mind if they win or lose. So, however, a successful athlete is always motivated by the gold medal or the wreath, as we know, as it's written in 1 Corinthians 9.25. Does motivation matter in life as a Christian? Yes, it does. The proper motivation is necessary for us to win. Different motives can make a big difference. So Christians, just like, I guess, different motives make a a difference for us as Christians, like running the race. Some people become Christians because they uh, they like to please others and all their conscience. Some people might become Christians because they like the present blessings, like the peace of mind and the fellowship. They're all good things as to how to come to be Christian. Like Some of us may be here because of those things. But to be a successful Christian is um, motivated by what lies at the end of the race. So in 1 Corinthians 9.25, we are told that is or sorry, that it is an imperishable or eternal crown, the crown of righteousness. The prize is being useful to God and living a life that is fruitful. So our attitude and motivation are important. Now, I've got another little video that I'm going to get you to watch. It's a little bit longer than the first one. So eyes up here. Sit in that chair. All right, here's the deal. Marshmallow, for you. You can either wait, and I'll give you another one if you wait, or you can eat it now. When I come back, I'll give you another one, so then you'll have two. But stay in here and stay in the chair till I come back, okay? okay? All right.
gonna go do something and then I'll come back. It smells yummy. I love that video. So what have you done with your marshmallows this morning? Hands up if you've eaten yours already. Yeah. Hands down. Hands up if you're saving yours for later. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have a little bit more that have eaten them probably. All right. So how many of us are like the little children in that video? We sniff the marshmallow. You know, I saw a few sniffing first. We take little bites of the marshmallow. We lick the marshmallow and we maul the marshmallow and then put it back on the plate. Yeah. The children were accountable, weren't they, to the woman who put them in the room and came back at the end of the video to see if she could give them an extra marshmallow if they hadn't eaten it. They realised the consequences of their choices when the woman returned to see if they had a marshmallow left or not. Each of the the children struggled with the temptation of the marshmallow in front of them. They tried very hard to not give in to that temptation of eating the marshmallow. Just like the children in the video, we must remember that when temptation is before us, we must realise that we will get something better if we wait. Think delayed gratification. This is exceptionally hard in our current culture, which has the expectation of instant satisfaction, pleasure and enjoyment. We often struggle with self-control and it can look a bit like spending too much time watching TV or Netflix or spending too much money we don't have, eating too much, exercising too little, getting angry too quickly, and we might say or do things we regret. To be a successful athlete requires a great deal of self-control. They exercise it in these ways. Their diet, the amount of sleep they get, following their training schedules, often going without social activities, Independent training that requires motivation to go out and train and work out without the coach watching. And study, they study their sport to know their strengths and weaknesses in competition. For successful athletes, self-control means doing it when one doesn't feel like doing it. Like getting into the pool at 5.30 in the morning in winter. Or running or riding a bicycle when it's raining. For Christians, self-control is also very important and just as necessary. In 1 Corinthians 9, 25 to 26, we are reminded that as Christians, unlike the athletes, we run the race to gain a crown that will last forever. Therefore, we do not run aimlessly. We run with purpose and we need to keep our eye on the prize. When we become a Christian, we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And we have that indwelling within us. And the Holy Spirit indwelling is there to aid us. This indwelling of the Holy Spirit does not prevent or remove possible struggles or difficulties. We still need to do things even when we don't feel like it. Just like the athletes do in their preparation or their training. We need to remember that just like successful athletes, self-control is necessary to complement to proper motivation. We need both self-control and motivation to succeed. We need to throw off the hindrances such as laziness or lack of training and discipline. We need to persevere, stick to the track, keep our eyes on Jesus, endure opposition and not lose heart or struggle with sin. So, so far, have you got your hands ready? 
We know that to run the race to win, we need to have the right attitude and motivation and self-control. All right, I'm going to test you at the end. We don't get to be a successful athlete without regular exercise. So exercise is important for an athlete. Sorry, my headpiece. What if I did regular laps of the swimming pool? Is it going to help me to be the best runner? What do you reckon? Probably not. What if I run every day? Will that help me with my cycling? Probably not. Not as helpful as actually riding my bike, is it? So it's important that the exercises that we perform, like performed by an athlete, is the correct kind for them. So for long-distance running, if they run, I guess they will run for kilometres per day, longer than they actually need to run, a bit like, I guess, horses in their horse races. They usually practise their run a lot further than their, their actual race. Swimmers will swim and they will train at least twice a day to be competitive. So exercise is essential to be competitive, to endure hardships of the competition and to gain that victory. For Christians, it is possible for us to get spiritually out of shape. There is a need for godly exercise. And what do I mean by godly exercise? We could call it it good spiritual exercise. So some examples of good spiritual exercise could include reading our Bible and allowing it to transform our minds. We can do this individually, with our families, in Bible study or hubs. We can pray. We can show love in action to our neighbours and our neighbours being our friends, our family and strangers. We can serve the Lord. We can gather for worship and we can regularly hear his word and receiving his sacraments. So now that we know what to, oh, sorry, so now what have we got to run, a, run the race? We have attitude and motivation. We have self-control and we need to exercise and train hard. There are three so far. So finally, we need to remember that the Christian life is not a sprint, it's a marathon. There are times when we will become discouraged and tired. In such time, we need to persevere and remember God's promise. In Isaiah 40, 29 to 31, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So how do we run the Christian race? By remembering the children being tempted by the marshmallow, that we need both self-control and motivation to succeed. We need to throw off the hindrances such as laziness, lack of training and discipline. We need to persevere, stick to the track, eyes on Jesus, and endure opposition and not lose heart or struggle against sin. We need to practice good spiritual exercises so we can run the race. So last time, to run our race to win, we need to have the right attitude and motivation, self-control, we need to exercise and train, and we need to persevere. So are you running with purpose, or are you running aimlessly? Is your focus on the finishing line? Remember 1 Corinthians 9.24, we are to run in such a way as to get the prize. Let us pray. Loving God, please help us to have more self-control. Train us, Lord, like an athlete to be strong, determined, and to run the race with purpose. 
Feed us with your truth in the scriptures. Help us to practice good spiritual exercises. Please forgive us for the times we have said and done things rashly. Please remind us to consider self-control as God control. It is not trying to control ourselves with human effort, but rather it is depending on the Holy Spirit to guide our ways and choices. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.